0: About to win so big. Tell my hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me what's the program? 25 days of Yeah, get with the program. So they walk their way get the program.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another week, another episode. You know what time it is. Tales from the tear Dome. It's your boy Dan. Got myself a special guest today. Play football Tech. Tech, great. This man wears many hats. You know, he'll pancake your ass on a Saturday. He's in the Major League Fishing. He sells commercial insurance. He just started a new business that he's going to tell you all about. His name is Sergio Render, and he's on the podcast. How you doing, my man?
0: What's going on? I'm doing well, man. Blessed, blessed to be here, man, and blessed to still be around um, uh, southwest Virginia.
1: Yeah, man, tell the people where you're from originally.
0: So I'm I'm originally from um, Noonan, Georgia. It's about 45 to min, 50 minutes south of um Atlanta. Um, like I said, I, I was raised up on a hog farm and you know, I'm a country boy and uh you know, I just uh love to fish and hunt and, and do all the outdoor the do the outdoors life.
1: Oh, uh, so Southwest Virginia fits you perfectly.
0: Oh, it, it it was amazing. I mean, you know that what that that is what brought me up here. You know, I I I actually committed to Florida State. I remember shaking Bobby by the hand in his office and said, "Hey, I'll be here. I'll be a Seminole." And then you know, uh, Virginia Tech gave me uh, gave me an offer, and uh, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna come up here to Virginia Tech. I've never been on a plane, so I, I was I had them word myself to death sick when I got here, but um, I got to Beamer House and." Uh, uh there were seven deer in his yard when I pulled up and I basically just committed on the spot.
1: Sure, <laughs> you said they don't got that in Tallahassee. I'm coming to Blacksburg.
0: They got it, but it's too hot in Tallahassee for me. I, I like the cold, I like cold weather and uh I like to have every season, you know. So
1: Oh, they do they do some hunting down in Tallahassee. I've actually never been, so I'm not real quite sure what Tallahassee's like.
0: Yeah, I mean they do deer hunting stuff in in Florida, but it, it it's it's just different, man. Who wants to hunt when it's a hundred degrees outside? Not I out. understand that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand that. So, growing up on a hog farm, did you all like butcher them for for profit, or did you butcher them to like feed yourselves? Like, how did that
0: Oh, uh, we just uh we butchered them uh to feed ourselves. You know, my great granddaddy and um. Blesses are he passed away. But, you know, I just growing up I used to hang out with him a lot. Um, and you know, he had man, he had tons of hauls. And, you know, we just it was like a family thing back in the day. You know, we uh would we'll kill hauls, make make bronze with stew, make crackling, you know, uh, and you know, we just enjoy family time and, and ate good and you know, made a lot of pork sausage. What's your uh
1: what's your favorite way to eat pork?
0: Now, you know, my favorite way to eat pork either it, I'm bacon. I'm a bacon man. I don't have to have the pulled pork. I don't have to have the ribs, but the bacon is, yeah, bacon would never get old to me. I can eat bacon every day, which I don't because I don't want to have that very, very high blood pressure. But no, bacon is, I couldn't do without bacon.
1: Yeah, I don't do too much pork myself, but, um, you know, I'm in a barbecue city. I'll try some some pulled pork but i i'll typically go for like the pulled chicken if they got it but uh yeah. i do like you know bacon's classic right uh yeah yeah bacon and sausage is classic but are you a pawn house guy i am not no i'm not no
0: <laughs> no. no i do i do like uh you probably gonna throw up in your mouth when i say that i do i love chitlins i don't eat them like I used to when I was back home, but every November during Thanksgiving time, you best to believe Sergio was gonna go find the family member that was cooking chitlins on Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, so what? What I guess? What's your favorite type of hunting to do? Like, what's your favorite game to go after?
0: Oh, it'll be deer hunt, man. It's just something about deer hunt. You know, just sitting there in that tree, and you know. And next thing you know, you know, deer come out, especially during rut. Rut is is ideal and 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 my favorite time to hunt because you see buck after buck chasing does. They get aggressive. You may see them fight. And then you know, I try to mainly bow hunt. And man, everything has to be perfect with bow hunt. You have to be get uh, up close in person. And it's it's uh, man, it's just it's just amazing. God. Being able to hunt and enjoy God's great creations, man, it's it's nothing like it.
1: I never was much of a hunter, I guess, especially once I really got into football because the last thing I wanted to do after Friday night was wake up early Saturday morning and go, like, rough it through the woods. But my stepdad was was always really big in hunting and bow hunting especially because he really liked the sport part of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he's all into like the watching the populations and knowing what he can pluck and what he can't pluck and what he should put back. And I'm just like, man, yeah. this dude, he's on it. But I enjoy that deer baloney and that deer jerky every year. That's for sure. I guarantee it. <laughs> so when did you, did you just like, when did you start playing football? Was it like from the very beginning?
0: No. So uh, a lot of people don't know. Some people do. I, you know, I had a bad upbringing, you know, I was, uh, I was homeless for a short period of time. I was forced to do like drugs in middle school and, and I was in a gang and it was, I mean, be, and people like a country boy and a gang. Yes. You know, there's gangs in the country, but uh, and I, what, what had happened, I moved to a bad neighborhood, like a gated community community. And, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. And, um, it was challenging, but you know I didn't start playing football until my freshman year of high school, and I never forget a guy named Gaston Green begged me to play because i didn't I didn't know anything about football, didn't want to play and it's funny, looking back, you know my first time i didn't I didn't even know how to get in the stance, and then I didn't know whenever the whenever they snapped the ball, I was supposed to you know come off the ball and try to either. Block someone or um, uh, tackle the quarterback or the running back, and and that's crazy. Looking at my, you know, how my career went at Tech.
1: Yeah, man, you must have been a fast learner then, because you you seem to uh, polish that off pretty quick.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I was I was aggressive, man. I had a lot of stuff built up in me from back in the day. I was a mean, mad kid, and you know, football was a way out for me. You know. Once I figured out that okay, I have an ch- opportunity to go to college, and so I just um, all the anger I had built up up in me, I just tried to leave it all on the field and take it out on the people that the person, uh, the player that lined up in front of me uh, each Friday night.
1: Yeah, so the football is definitely I feel like constructive in that sense, as it allows you to, you know exercise like what you might normally do off the field on the field and then it allows for i guess i don't know if peace is the word off the field because you got all your aggression well, out constructively on the field
0: well but, it gives you it gives you something else to do other than going home or hanging with your buddies and you know i i, I needed to feel like i i needed uh something to do all the time and so that I would stay away from the streets and then get in trouble. And, you know, football was the at the good Lord and football was my saving grace.
1: That's awesome to hear, man. Uh when did you realize like, you know, you got into playing football and it was fun, but when did you realize like, hey, I have a real future in the sport?
0: Man, honestly, I didn't realize that until Mid junior year, I guess, of high school. Um, I never, I never forget the offensive line coach from Florida State, and he came and visited me at a Tech. I mean, not at Tech at um at my high school. He looked. He said, "Hey, man, you know, I'm here to see you. I'm gonna go watch your film, and if I like what I see, you have an offer at the end of the day when you get out of school." Sure enough, I had an offer from Florida State. That was my first offer. And once Florida State offered me, man, it was just like the, the floodgates open like I was getting letters from every every school in the country just about and and I was like man I I have an opportunity here to to you know play college football so I just tried to uh stay focused and just try to get better each day
1: how many visits did you take
0: dude I didn't want to get on airplanes because I was terrified of airplanes so I went to uh Florida State and I went to Georgia, and then I went to uh, – I came to Virginia Tech, and that was it. I didn't want to go. And the reason why, because I didn't want to get on an airplane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you still scared of planes, or did you get over that fear?
0: I don't like them, but, I I mean, now I, I get on a plane no problem, but I'm not saying I like them. But it does, uh, you know, if it does make my trip a lot faster, you know, Instead of driving six hours to go home, I could get on a plane and be there in four to five minutes to an hour. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a positive. Uh, yeah. what, what were your experiences like at, at Florida State with Bobby Bowden, and then at Georgia? With, was Mark Rick in Georgia then, or no? Yeah,
0: he he was there. So I just went to Georgia for one of the the, the uh, football games. It was it was an unofficial visit, uh, but it was awesome, man. You know, just to I mean, Georgia has a rich tradition, man. And just to hear them do that, hurt, 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 all the barking and whatever. But here, here's the thing, though. Georgia never offered me, so that never sat well with me. And uh, But then when I went to Florida State, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was a good atmosphere. But I knew in the back of my mind first that I didn't really want to practice in this heat all the time. And then secondly, I knew once I met some of the players that I wouldn't necessarily fit in with that group. So, and that that is one reason, you know, after I got an offer from Virginia Tech, I said, man, let, let me just, uh, let me go, let me fly to Virginia Tech and see what see what uh, they're all about, about on that official visit. And man, it, it was amazing, man. And um, I, I just fell in love with the place.
1: Who recruited you at Tech?
0: Um, Lorenzo Ward, aka Whammy,
1: he recruited yeah, me at tech, legend.
0: I'm still mad at him though. He recruited me at tech and then he left.
1: <laughs> yeah, Whammy did leave. Um, yeah, I yeah. remember, I think it was might have been the miner was talking to me about him on his episode that he did, yeah. but yeah, yeah, Whammy man, he was the one that brought you up.
0: Yeah, Rammy brought me up. He's it's funny
1: because I, um he
0: went to my high school. Um and then like I said, I went to a Nike camp. And then once I went to Nike camp, I'm assuming he was there. And then he ended up coming seeing me and you know, they ended up giving me an offer.
1: Well, he's at Wayne he's at where? University of Tennessee Chattanooga now? I think he's at Chattanooga I think he's
0: there. Uh he was at Louisville. He he's he's been all over, so I haven't talked to him in a long time. I, I need to give him a call.
1: Hey yeah, man, hit hit him up. What a what? So you chose Virginia Tech. And I remember you talking about you brought up the heat because when you came to Tech, I remember I graduated high school in 05. I'm old. Yeah. So like I graduated I graduated high school in 05. Yeah, we were the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember uh there really wasn't um, there were some stories coming out at the time of, like, high school kids or, like, college kids um, dying from, like, heat exhaustion in practice. And I just remember all the protocols changing going into my senior year. And they yeah. were, like, real careful about it. So, they, that heat that heat is dangerous, man. People think it makes you tougher, and it can to an extent, but it's not something to play with. No, not at all,
0: man. You know, but uh, me being from Georgia, you know, it was, it was rough, like, Georgia football is so different from Virginia football, and I'm not even knocking Virginia, but they eat, sleep, and breathe football in Georgia in high school. You know, we had tour days. I had to stay at the campus all day. I couldn't leave. I had to sleep there, eat there, uh, and it was hot. Full pass in Georgia at 3 p.m. It was miserable, and man, but, you know, they they done a good job taking care of us. Uh, we always had water, Gatorade, and stuff like that had an awesome, uh, athletic trainer. Uh, I, I, I'm honestly, I overheated a couple times in Georgia, but, uh, they, like I said, my school done a great job of uh, taking care of us. So.
1: Yeah, man, I saw the, uh, I remember like, I don't even know if they do two days anymore, but Oh my God, they were the worst. Um, but the hot yeah. that when you were, just you were about done, and the trainer would come through with the ice cold soaked uh towel yes. on the back of your neck. It was the best feeling in the world,
0: yes. You are exactly right. It, it, that <laughs> and then cold tubs.
1: Oh, yeah. That cold tub took me a minute to get used to, but yeah, they are fun or not fun, but they are they're rehabilitating for sure. And then now I saw where they're coming out with like air conditioned helmets. That's crazy to me. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> i wish man. i had that ooh, buddy those first couple weeks in august with the helmets oh my god but so who who did you room with when you got to tech like who was your first roommate oh
0: gosh man you just asked me something dude it's funny so when i room here i actually i don't know how i got so lucky i did not have to stay in Cochrane. i was in like harper And I was my roommate, this random, random guy that was like an engineer or something. So it was totally weird. (laughs) And so I stayed there for like, I stayed there for like a semester. And then I think I roomed with William Wall, a guy named William Wall for a while and that didn't last. And then I roomed with, um, I think it was uh, Corey Robinson and then Dwayne Brown. Didn't really like that, but I ended so I ended up just moving. Um, ended up moving by myself, and then I had another guy named Chaz Oldfield, uh, that w- was my roommate, or uh, just a regular student, and we lived right there in East Noonan
1: apartments. Okay, yeah, yeah. F- I, f- I always think about the. The, the the teams you played for, man, were just like you were on like some of the best that we had. You know, yep. like yep. you know, X was yep. there, uh, Worlds, all those dudes. Um, it was just George Bell. I forgot about George Bell. Yeah, I, yeah, he, yeah. I, funny story. I went to the NC State game this year. In, in NC State, and I saw him. And the only reason I knew it was him because he was wearing his own Tech jersey. Oh, he still doing. And I was that. like, I was like, that's George Bell. But uh, what? So obviously, you acclimated to Blacksburg pretty, pretty quick, then, right? Because you came from Georgia, where it was pretty, it was very country, and then you get to Blacksburg, and Blacksburg is still pretty country, right? So what? Yeah. How, what was the transition period like? It seemed like it would have been pretty smooth.
0: It wasn't too bad, but I'm gonna tell you one reason it wasn't too bad because my high school coach had us prepared to come to college because you know he had rules, we all had to look the same. We had um uh, meals before on a uh we had meals before the game. I mean, it was just Robert Heron, he had me prepared for college. So the transit the transition was pretty pretty easy for the most part now the school part of it was a little different for me because actually it was a little easier just because um, I didn't have to stay at school all day um but I had my moments where man I would just I would get a little stressed out because you know, you got class, weight training, class again, football practice. After football practice, then you had study hall. So that kind of took a toll on me for a little bit. But you know, the you know, I ended up adapting to it and and, and enjoying it.
1: What was your What was your first experience like? Like first practice, you get there, you new kid, um, how? How eye opening was that to college football, especially at the highest level?
0: Well, one, so when I came on my official visit, I'm gonna say this I was like, uh, well, no, it was doing no, it was doing season. I was like, man, am I really a D1 athlete? Because everyone was bigger than me, but I'll never forget, and I hope he don't hate me after I say this Nick Marshman. Grabbed me in the locker room one day, and I was a freshman, right? And he was the starting guard at the time. He grabbed me, and then I dumped him on his head, and I knew then I had a chance. And then I took his position.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Love you, Nick. (laughs) Nick's from my area. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he he was a little older than me, but uh, I knew him fairly well. Yeah, I know. I know Nick <laughs> That's yeah. why I, I started laughing when you when you said his name, but uh, yeah, you did take his spot.
0: Yeah, that did him happen. and him and then I think it, they ended up moving him to like left guard. And I think uh, at the time, uh, Brandon Gore was my backup, and then we switched out some. You know, if once I got tired, he'd come in. But yeah, man, it was uh. It was awesome, man. It was awesome to start as a true freshman right out of high school. Uh, And I I didn't have any technique. I was just physically stronger than a lot of the opponents that I I faced.
1: Where do you think you got your strength from? Was it the weight room or was it just from being a country kid?
0: Being a country kid, but then – so I'm going to tell you about my high school. You know – we had to lift every day. We like, we was ranked in the state at one point, number one with our strength So we had the big, um, um, weight competition with different high schools. And, you know, uh, uh, Graziano rock was the uh, defense coordinator and the, uh, and coach at the time, man. So I was power cleaning bench, pressing and squat and doing all that in high school, you know, um, one of the guys uh he ended up playing Arkansas Ernest Mitchell think about this a high school kid that's already benching 470 at the time that was Ernest Mitchell my one of my good friends still to this day and so I was already strong so when I actually my freshman year we had to uh do some uh lifting to see how some max we had to max out on bench and I did like what 415 and they was like really that, I mean, they couldn't – they was like, this kid right here was strong. So, um, it was – it it wasn't – it was just – it was natural, but at the same time, you know, I, I was blessed to have a good strength in that coach in high school.
1: Yeah. I have, So, I had a kid on my team, Alan Burkett. I'll never forget uh-huh. him. He was from the the mountains. And, like, there's, like, baby pictures of him, like, holding a baby deer that he had as a pet. Like, that's how a mountain he, – like, he was just – straight backwards yeah. country and like the the weight he was putting up in the weight room was absolutely insane and it was for no damn reason he was just just strong, and i was just like good god man what i would get like i i put in the work and i was i was very i was fairly strong like i was decently strong especially for my size and weight at the time i was like 195 and i was yeah. i was putting up numbers but this dude was just Breaking all the all the school records, I was just like, man, what I would give for like this dude's height and your strength. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, <whew. clears
1: throat> favorite. Um, where was your favorite spot to eat on campus?
0: Dude, I'm pretty sure it was Sycamore Deli, and. I don't think – I haven't been there in years. I want to go – I need to go visit them if they're still open. I think they ended up making a sandwich after me. But it's been so long ago I cannot remember. But I would say Sycamore Deli. Those sandwiches was amazing. Did you remember Sycamore Deli?
1: So I actually didn't – I have never been there. I didn't go to Tech. I went to Marshall, but I was always at Tech. So I had friends that went there, and they would take me to places on campus. But I don't think I ever went there.
0: I would say Sycamore Deli was the my top place to eat. And any yep. and any Chinese food that was around. <laughs> any Chinese restaurant that was around.
1: What What's your favorite Chinese food? Like, what's your go-to order?
0: I don't know if I have a go-to, but a Saw, I think a Saw chicken, but, man, when I go to a buffet, I try it all. I eat all of it. <laughs> I mean, everything. I'm still trying to. It's amazing to me how they can make... A cat tastes so good. I'm <laughs>
1: Oh wow! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: oh, that was a little inside joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my strength coach—you talking about your high school strength coach? Mine went to all the tech clinics, and Mike Gentry indirectly put me through hell for four years due to my strength coach using all his yep. stuff. So what? Yeah. What was your relationship like with him?
0: Oh, Mike Gentry—he was awesome, man. You know, he demanded that we come in there and take it serious and work out. And so I had a good relationship with Mike. You know, I didn't – I wasn't the best runner. Like, I hated running, so I struggled struggled them. But I'm going to tell you, one thing about Mike, man, he cared about you. He wanted to see you do well. And, you know, I was fortunate to uh, to uh, be there when Mike Gentry was the the coach because he is a legend, man. I mean, that is – he is a legend, and I mean, he he was
1: awesome. Yeah, he's a he's a Hall of Famer now. He just got yeah. inducted. Yep, and well deserved. He should be oh, one thousand percent. What was your relationship like with Frank Beamer?
0: Oh, we had a good relationship. You no, know, Frank, it, I st- it's funny when I see Frank now. He he still remembers me. Um, but yeah, you know our relationship was we, it was good. You know, some I mean. It was it got a little shaky a couple of times because I was a knucklehead here and there, but you know, Frank Beemer cared about us, cared about the players. He demanded that we, you know, we that we was doing the right things at all times. He used to always preach preach that, you know, uh, on the field and off the field. Character. You know, he he was all about character.
1: What was your relationship like with Brian Steinspring?
0: Oh, man, Steinspring, I mean, he was awesome. I love Brian Spring, and I still message him here and there. I used to go to his the neighborhood. is uh, a pond in this neighborhood, and I used to go out there and just catch fish after fish after fish. And, you know, Steinspring was always laughing, smiling, but he would yell at you here and there, but he's a he's an amazing – he is an amazing person, man, and I actually wished I wish he was still at Tech, man,
1: because I, I absolutely – I absolutely love that guy. He's a, he's a great guy. I want to say he's at VMI now. I think so. I think he just took a position there. But I think people, as far as Stiney goes, I think the frustrations people had with the offensive game plan when he was a coordinator kind of clouded the fact that how good like a recruiter he was and a position coach that he was because – Everybody, all my friends that played for him, you know, they love him. Everybody has good things to say about Steiny. So, yeah, shout out to Steiny, man.
0: Yeah, you know one of the things people always say something about Stein about his calling and play. But here's the thing: we had a thousand yard rushers or more every year that broke records. Think about it: Ryan Williams, Brandon Orr, Darren Evans, they, you know, all those guys. Uh, And we still won over 10 or more games. So he couldn't have been that bad. You you know what I'm saying?
1: No, I get it. I just think at the time the expectation (laughs) was like, like, oh, man, we won that game. We'd be in the natty, you know, like that that sort of thing. Whereas now we'd be like, damn, 10 wins we would love.
0: Yeah, you know, we should have, you know, um, I think it was my sophomore year we lost to Boston College in the rain. That year, we would have – if we had to continue to play well, we would have played LSU again for the national title. Because LSU won it that year, and they stomped us that year too. Uh, yeah, I
1: remember when we burned Tyrod's red shirt.
0: Yeah, because we was like – I think Boston College was ranked two, and we was like three or four, and we should have beat them. And Matt Ryan threw a – I don't know. I can't even explain it. It hurts my feelings. Every time I think about it.
1: (laughs) I still hate Matt Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) When he Uh, lost the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I said, man, he deserved that twenty eight to three. That was karma.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: but Uh, you know, we ended up we ended up getting it back in blood in the ACC championship, I believe. Almost right?
0: Yeah, we did. Two years in a row. I mean, yeah, we did, but man, it was just We should have beat them that year, man, because, you know, that was a – we had a national title team. We really did. And uh, it just sucks that we didn't come through when we needed to. But, hey, it was still an amazing – it was an amazing time at Tech, you You know, two ACC championships, two Orange Bowl games, two Chick-fil-A bowls. I mean, winning over 10 or more games every year, I I mean, that speaks for itself.
1: No, that's facts, man. Uh, what what would you say say was the biggest difference between blocking for Sean Glennon and blocking for Tyrod Taylor? Oh my goodness.
0: Well, you know, with Sean Glennon, you know, he Sean Glennon was a good quarterback, but he he just he wasn't fast. So, uh, if a lot of times if your guy get past you, he would get sacked. The difference was with Tyrod that he was so mobile, he was good. He could make plays on the run, and you know, even when I, even when I whiffed on a block or something or someone on the line whiffed on a block, he he still was able to uh, make you look well, not necessarily make you look good, but he still was able to get a first down or extend the play and stuff like that. So, you know, mobile quarterback. I mean, having a mobile quarterback was, I mean, that was that was an amazing thing for an offensive lineman, for an offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, we we talk about that every now and then. It's like you think about all the quarterbacks we had, you know, from DeShazo to Clark to Mike Vick to Brian Randall, um, and then all of a sudden you get like Sean Glennon, and he's not yeah. anything like what Tech was used to because he's not wasn't a dual threat. Yeah, and then like it just seems like Tech's always done better with with the dual threat quarterback because the way the offense was designed. So, but here's the
0: thing, with Sean, he did, I'm pretty sure that he had MVP of both uh, a, um, ACC championship games, I think. I know at least one.
1: Yeah, I might need to get him on the show at some point to talk to him about his time at Tech, I think it would be an interesting story. Yeah. Did you have a favorite... Like place like when you knew like you saw them on the schedule, like you were going to their house, you really looked forward to playing at that stadium for that experience.
0: let's see, no, I didn't. I always want to play home. It was nothing like Blacksburg regime, nothing like it, but I would say, uh, I did enjoy playing Nebraska in Nebraska. I'm tell you, their fans were I mean, they have some nice fans, even when we beat them, there's like. Great job, Virginia Tech, great job. We love you guys. La 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 la. And that was amazing to me. I mean, you don't get that in any other stadium. You don't even get that in Blacksburg.
1: <laughs> no, that's a fact.
0: <laughs> so they I, I was respect. But yeah. They yeah. talk about hooky
1: respect, but respect these W's and take that L. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Those was Nebraska, man. Oh my God. You were actually on the Outland Watchlist, I think, and then Sue won it that year. I I believe, I remember. Yeah, he that. did
0: won. He he pro- he probably won it once they plug in the and Watch me playing against them because he I didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna I tell you that, and I and and I don't. I mean, I'm humble, man. Look, that guy humbled me. Like Sue humbled me because he was a beast. When you think you had him blocked, he would just shed you or throw you or something. I mean, he was, and that's why he's still in the NFL. But here's the thing. Because we had Tyrod in the backfield, I didn't give up a sack against Sue. But guess what? That year he had four and a half sacks against Texas, Texas by himself.
1: <laughs> nah, he was he was ridiculous. I don't think I don't think people remember just like what kind of monster freak. he was in college.
0: Yeah, he was a freak.
1: What were your favorite places to eat in Blacksburg off campus?
0: Off campus.
1: Yeah. Like where uh, were your favorite
0: I was uh, I would say Buffalo Wild Wings, man, because that's when that's that is um that is when things were cheaper and we can go there on Tuesday and get like the 25 cents we, wings. And I'll never forget me and my buddy David Batrial, we used to get I think a hundred wings and eat fifty apiece. I got a picture somewhere on Facebook with us eating wings together.
1: Fifty at one time.
0: Fifty a piece at one time. Yes, we used to. we used to order hundred wings. <laughs> Good God! You, I don't. I don't know if you would know, Dave. 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 Big Dave. They used to call him Big Dave. He used to be the bartender at Sharky's. One of them.
1: Mm, no, I don't think I would if I saw him. Maybe, but yeah. If not. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I've always been a PK's guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I didn't go to PK much, but I was a Hokie House, Sharkies, and Big Al's. Rest
1: in peace, Big Al's, man. Yeah, exactly. And Boudreaux's is gone now, too. Yeah. Sad state of affairs.
0: A lot has has changed.
1: Hokie House still kicking. Yep. Oh, I, that place will always kick. <laughs> and I love me some Benny's Pizza, official sponsor of Tales from the Terror Dump. So Benny's Pizza.
0: Blackburg,
1: yeah. I used to go, to go to Blackbird, go get you some. Yeah, them big old slices. hmm Did you ever do the the challenge? I bet you could I bet you can win it.
0: I never did the challenge at all. I need to but I try not to eat. I don't eat a lot of pizza because, man, I just I don't. It just depends, it just has to depend on the day if, if I'm gonna eat pizza. But before we, go, I wanted to give DP Doe a shout out because I guarantee every time I left the bar, uh, at that time I was going to DP Doe and give me a calzone.
1: Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good uh a good way to fill the stomach. You know, yeah. I got all the alcohol in there. You need some something nice to to counteract it it. All up, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of dough, pancakes. Yep. Not the food though. When y'all yep. were watching film of the games, did the offensive line? Did y'all have a competition where y'all were tallying up who was putting who on each other's? Like who was putting who on their ass? Like
0: yes. Yeah, so I mean, they. So we used to get a. Um, award for pancakes, and I think I won it several times. Man, that's what I pride myself of I love pancaking guys, and then choking them after I pancake them. <laughs> I got a, I got a video somewhere with me. I pancake a guy at UVA, and I just try to choke the life out of him at the time. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually showing one of the guys that I trained. No, was it? I'm trying to say, I was showing someone that video the other day. Well, one of the guys that I
1: trained, I was showing them that video. Hey, man, let's talk about it. In the trenches is your your new venture. Yeah. Tell the people what you're doing. What what is this?
0: Well, in the trenches is several things for me. It means, you know, um, the obstacles we face in life, seen and unforeseen and then it also in the trenches it is um it's the battles that we face on the field because we always playing against big strong fast opponents but you know and um it just gives it gives me an opportunity to give back to these kids because there's nothing around here for offensive linemen nothing you know the skill the pretty the skill position guys i call the pretty boys they um they have all these seven on seven camps and stuff for them, so I wanted to do one on one training with local offensive linemen, and um, and so that that's why I uh, decided to start it, and uh, the good Lord put it on my heart to. Um, to To start this uh, in the trenches, man, and it's, it's it's been truly a blessing. Whether I have one or twenty clients, man, is I I enjoy doing it, and I know that I'm changing these kids' life lives on the field and off the field.
1: Yeah, I remember you like asking people if you should do this, and then like I feel like yeah. a day later, the whole thing was set up.
0: Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I put up a post, but let me tell you the difference and i'm not trying to be a preacher. so when i put up this a post similar to that years ago i wasn't uh i wasn't following christ like i should should have been. so and then i didn't get any feedback on that. now i'm trying to do right, trying to live my life better and man when i, I when i i'm telling you now when it's god sent it'll happen. i put that post up and i had over 100 shares. And it was, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And so I was like, well, you know, the good Lord saying, well, hey, here's your time. Uh, you asked for it. Here it goes. So you better run with it. So I went on ahead and got an LLC and, and, you know, and it was uh, started, started preparing for it.
1: Man, that's awesome. I'm glad it's good to see, you know, it's a good thing. You know, yeah. realizing in your passions, it's what, you know, work is work, but those are the type yeah, yeah. of things that fulfill us and make life what it should be. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and I mean, shoot, man, I selfishly I want Carter, I want Carter Styler to stay here at tech, and I hope tech go ahead and offer him because this kid is getting I mean, he's getting contacted by every school in the country right now and he is a beast. At sixteen year old, six seven, six eight, three ten, three fifteen, somewhere in there and right now i think he could start at least for a dt2 school and the only reason i don't say he can start for a d1 school as a sophomore in high school right now is because of his strength once he get his strength right this dude this kid should be a five star oh
1: wow i mean look how he,
0: yeah i mean look how he can look how he moves on my on some of my training video i wasn't doing that when i was at age not even close
1: he got you (laughs) teaching him now
0: yeah but he's a beast i'm gonna tell you he's gonna be a beast and i'm i'm excited to watch him develop i mean i'm just i mean he he's a good kid he was one of the hardest working kids i've ever been around i can push him to the limits and he would never quit he'd keep going
1: that's good man our mind uh our mind is our biggest block, really, because the body will go as far as as you let it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. you exactly right. So you got the invite from the Buccaneers to go down and play. What was yes. that experience like?
0: I mean, it was an awesome experience, especially when you know it was me. It was Greg Booms there for a little while. Cody Graham was there. Carson Powell was there, so it was exciting, it was a great experience, man, but man, my heart just wasn't into it anymore, I fell out of love with the game because of the things that I was doing, you know, I was partying, I was, and 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 I just, I fell out of love with the game and then once, you know, I started running with the ones and twos down there and then I got into it with the offensive line coach and then it went south from there, I ended up getting released and, you know, it's, but like I tell anyone, I said, a good Lord will give you all the tools and the opportunities to make it, but you have to take those tools and the opportunities and run with it and do something with it. And by that time, man, I, I just fell out of love with the game. And I look back and, you know, I, I I probably should have left my junior year because I at that time I was like the number one guard in the nation where Mel Kuiper had missed that and uh I decided to stay in man I love people I love the party and you know and that took a toll on me so I didn't have the best I had a good season my senior year but it it, it nowhere near what I was doing my freshman sophomore junior year so but like I said it was uh, it was a goal to make it to the NFL and I made it there for a short time and I and I tell people all the time that NFL means not for long
1: No that's a fact uh my guy rock was saying you know he he was satisfied with his stint too because you know he he said he'd never planned on like staying in there long he just wanted to make it there and he did now he's doing great things with kids yeah yeah i love
0: rock man you know i told rock when i first saw rock i said real recognize real man and rock carmichael man he was always a real one and um you know we had a good relationship with him when he was at Tech, man. And I still, I still holler at rock here and there. And man, it's always a joy to see him. Man, he's a good dude.
1: That's a fact. That is a fact. What? So once football was over for you, what brought you back? Because you're in Withfield now, right?
0: Yeah, I live in With County, Crockett, Virginia. Well, what brought me back? I had to. I, I went after football. I decided to work at the sheriff's department. I worked there for about three years. I said, ain't no way. I got suspended. Uh, and then I was like, look, I need to go back to school, finish my degree. So I moved back in 2014, finished my degree in 15. Uh, I was helping my buddy, J.B. Simpkins. On his, I was living at J.B. Simpkins' house, helping him on his farm. He has beef cattle and horses. And then I met my wife there, and uh, it was crazy. I met my wife there in... Fifteen proposed to her in 16 and then got married in 2006 November 2000, uh, November 25th of 16 and I just decided to stay up here and I worked at the, the military base for about 6 years and then I left there and transitioned into the the insurance world
1: yeah what got you into commercial insurance
0: uh, funny you know i fish a lot of tournaments and uh it's a guy named um marco warner he is the owner of trust point one of the owners of trust point and he's my boss now he uh we was at a fishing tournament in north carolina and uh he messaged me and, hey let's go to lunch you know he wanted to take me out to lunch and he just talked to me about insurance and he think he thought that i would do well in it because of my personality la 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 at first i was like there's no way i'm doing this," but then. Um, After three or four weeks, I resigned from my job and I started, uh, Trust Point, I think 2021, December 1st,
1: 2021. Oh, wow. uh,
0: Yeah. So I'm still learning a lot, man. It's a, it's a huge, I mean, it's an awesome job, but man, it is stressful sometimes, but it's fun and I get to use my strength and talking to people and being around people. And, um, it's, uh, insurance is especially with trust point insurance it's a i have two awesome owners and bosses and it's 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 just amazing place to work
1: that's great to hear yeah this this fishing you talked about you're you're is it major league fishing is that what it's called
0: it's called uh yeah it's called major league fishing now um I fish some of the Toyota series and I also fish a couple of the uh bass opens. So, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun, it's a fun
1: thing to do. I think I read you got like what, five top 10 finishes or something like that. Yeah, I got
0: like five top 10 finishes in the BFLs and then uh, I've struggled for a while and then I have some good finishes on the the more high level, like I guess the the pro the pro circuits, like uh, the Bass Opens and the Toyota Series. Uh, I've had some a couple good finishes, but not as well. Not, not here's the thing: I have, I have a five top tens, but I have yet to win one, and that's my goal is to win one.
1: You think when you win one, you're walking away? Or are you gonna st- you gonna stick to it? <laughs> you are gonna keep going?
0: I mean, I still fish, man. You know, fishing is something I love. I love to do, and I love to hunt, and I also I love to hunt. So it's something I I, I continue to do, man. It's just um, like I said, I'm very competitive, and that's a competitive sport. Fishing is, and as long as I can, as long as I can fish, fish 'em, them, I will. You know, like I said, I have a daughter now and I'm married, so I'm not. I don't fish as much as I used to, but whenever I do go, man, it's is it's, it's awesome
1: what's your favorite part
0: about fishing um just being out there man and trying to catch trying to catch bass you know people think that oh well before i even get to that part really one of my my favorite the friendships of that i've made from going to the tournament so some of the guys i've met has become some of my best friends in life and great people and uh i just love being around people and, and just having fun and meet new people but then it's also fun trying to well, i say it's fun but it's also fun trying to uh catch bass you would think in eight hours you could catch hundreds of bass but i have had some days i fished for eight hours i only caught two fish i had some days i didn't catch anything so i think it's more so of the challenge that i enjoy You do any catfishing? No, I used to all the time. I catch some here and there when I'm bass fishing, but, man, I haven't catfished in years. But that is something that I want to get back into. Uh, so maybe I, I I go eventually. But, yeah, I haven't catfished in a long time.
1: You're not out there waiting your fish down like the them dudes got caught doing, are you?
0: <laughs> no, and you know what, man, it's so much money. I mean, people put so much money into the fishing industry, man. The fact that you have people like that is cheating and has won millions of dollars off cheating, man, that it, it's sad, man. It put a bad taste in your mouth. And they luck they're lucky that no one jumped on them. You know, because you know, some of these guys put thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to fish these tournaments and for someone to cheat and take all that money. I mean, it, it's sad, man. It's, 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 I don't know. I don't understand it, but you know, I hope, I hope they, um I hope they enjoyed it while it lasts. Cause now they can't fish for years. I mean, they cannot fish. I think it's like 10 years or something crazy.
1: Damn, they, right, they rightfully dropped the hammer on them. huh?
0: Yep. Yep, yeah, I think it was a felony. I mean, that's it. I think I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that uh, cheating in these big tournaments are felonies.
1: I can see that. So, if people want you to train their kids or whatever, what's the best way for them to get in contact within the trenches?
0: Um, you can get in contact with me. With my phone number five four zero three nine two thirty ninety two. Uh, you can message me on facebook um i have an in the trenches page and then also you can message me on my personal page and also you can email me at uh s render in the trenches at gmail.com. um and i'm getting ready to start up an instagram page to um start up an instagram page and then you can message me on there i'm easy to find i'm not far i'm in whiff county so um if y'all, if y'all couch potatoes, ready to get off the couch and get better, give me a call. We'll get to work.
1: Better be better be ready to bring that bring that lunch. Pack that yep. lunch. Yep. Yeah. You better. <laughs> well, Sergio, man, I had a great time today. I appreciate you coming on here. Talk to me, tell your story
0: man i enjoyed you having me man i i, I mean i think you, you you're a good dude man and uh i like i like what you're doing and i'm i'm always eager to tell my story and you know support the podcast and um like i said keep on keep on keeping on and always go Hokies
1: yes sir go Hokies